You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, hodgepodge of honeys, holograms, and honchos hollering for Nanny. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 204, and I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your irrefutably irreplaceable and irresistible irregulars irradiating iridescence. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. I was wondering if you guys have been watching some HBO recently. A lot. Yeah. I am very behind because I have a newborn, so I've been... Oh, that's right. I've been... Uh, studiously avoiding uh, Westworld spoilers oh, and geez. Silicon Valley spoilers, and if it's on HBO, I've been avoiding Maybe spoilers for real it. Real sports with Brian Gumble. Oh yeah, the one thing I have not been avoiding is a uh, scintillating <laughs> appearance by our host on the uh, crossword oh. tournament special. <laughs> yes, I was in. A segment of uh, it's not like I got interviewed. You finally got onto a sports uh, television yeah, I, show. I am on a sports television show, but not hmm. for your sport. No, real sports with Brian Gumble is an HBO show, and they did a segment on Will Shorts, the New York Times crossword editor and legend, and they filmed stuff at the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament that <laughs> I went to. I was in a giant pencil suit. <laughs> And, From uh, the, it, it certainly looked like you were the only costume person there you, as well. I think that you had said that you anticipated a little bit more crossword cosplay yeah. than you found. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people in like crossword like sweaters and, yeah. and dresses. They and thought right. that they were dressing up. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I thought people were really going to go all out. Um, Maybe mm. next year they will. Yeah. Hopefully. It's, it's more fun. Right, but right, also right. you have to keep in mind that like part of the competition you're kind of squeezed in. So. So you have to be very considerate of mm-hmm. your your costume, right? You know, so pencil kind of work because I was very slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Know, I'm not sure where they're going to take this suit. from here. The pencil, I mean, that's the that there's your obvious go to. Well, uh, so here, I I've actually you know while yeah, I was brainstorming list. for costumes, I, some of the things that are are I think uh, very appropriate for the American Crossword <laughs> Puzzle Tournament <laughs> would be um, an Oreo. Because an Oreo is a very, very pop, like very uh, popular clue. Because mm. they're good letters. O R E O. You can be. So I was thinking of uh, wearing shorts that uh-huh. says Will all over them. Okay. Uh-huh, and I, uh-huh. So I'm like Will, Will shorts. Will, yeah. Oh, Will why shorts. would you give that away? Oh, it's too clever. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Next time. Oh, maybe a whole bunch of people will show up in Will, Will shorts. shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the night before of the actual competition you know there's like a nice get together dinner you know with all the competitors and all the past champions and the organizers and i actually devised a shirt there are a lot of weird bird names crossword clues mm-hmm. um like urns or you know there are a yeah. lot of them because mm-hmm. they have good letters mm-hmm. um and one of the birds is uh the tit bird mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and so i thought it was so clever so I made my own T-shirt, <laughs> and I put two tip birds on the front, and I kind of wore it to dinner. I'm like, oh, surely people will know what yeah. I am, yeah. and no one knew. And I <laughs> they don't know what it looks like. Oh, right. maybe. That's, the, that's, that's true. Just yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, it's a exactly. game of code at a certain level. You yeah. don't need to know what it is. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like Scrabble players. Scrabble yeah. players don't know what the words mean. Exactly. Yeah. They just know that it is a valid, valid word. word. Crossword, yeah. Yeah. crossword puzzlers is a step up. You actually do have to know what the word means. But, but you don't need to know. What but you don't need to know like. what it looks, what it looks like. like. Right, yeah. right. You could use Sidney Poitier's name for thirty years on a crossword and not and be no. able to pick him out of a photo of two yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, check it out. It's on uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble. It's a very good segment. It, it is. talks about Will Shorts. <laughs> it talks about puzzling and in competition aspect, the kind of sportsman mm-hmm. um, sportsmanship of the competition. It was very wise and very inspiring. Especially because the two other segments of that episode are, were kind of depressing. <laughs> so this was a little bit uplifting um, at the end of that episode. You're the feel-good. So check it out. Yeah, I was the feel-good uh, <laughs> coda to that episode. Cool. Well, without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. What do we got? We got, do you guys want Genus 4 or music singles? Music singles. 
say I'm going to vote for Gina's four. Oh, I like yeah. the grab like bag. All kinds of okay, yeah. Dana, you're the tiebreaker um, vote. You know, we'll just use the other card for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's do let's do music. This okay. Time. okay, music singles. Here we go. Uh, I have and Colin. Uh, you'll get your wish in one week's time. Yeah. Oh yeah! So get your buzzers ready, listeners. Get your mental buzzers ready, or your car honking horn. Honk the horn. Uh, honk honk the horn. Your car real loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just lean on that sucker. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Uh, Blue Wedge. What band was Jim Morrison asked to join before the Doors were formed? Oh, that's mm. a good trivia question. Chris. The Rolling Stones. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, he was based in I've LA. never heard of this band. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay, okay, okay. But wow. I've also not heard of many bands. Um, <laughs> so it really gives us nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It is the Beatles. <laughs> I'm, 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 yes. I don't know this one. That's it. Steppenwolf. <laughs> it is. What is it? Rick and the Ravens. Huh. Okay. Wow. No, that's that's absurd. That's I do not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not ringing a bell for okay. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not, if you're if you're a hardcore Doors fan, maybe. not right, in the right, punch. Right. I'm gonna have to look up Rick and the Ravens and see if maybe they turned into somebody else or something. Mm. All right, that's a good one. All right, Pink Wedge. What Shakira hit dethroned Gwen Stefani's "Holla Back Girl" as the most played pop song in June of 2006? Mm. Name a hit, Dana. The hips don't lie. Correct. Ah. Hips don't lie, featuring Wyclef Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow Wedge. What Grammy Award recognizes an artist's overall past and present achievements? Oh, so it's like, what is the name of their what Lifetime the, Achievement Award, basically? basically. <laughs> they have a special oh, brand. Yeah, what okay, is the Grammys? Okay, okay. I know um, the Academy Award one, but I don't know the Grammy I'll one. I'll throw you in a clue. Okay. This is what a Disney Corporation also gives out this title to people for their past and present really? achievements. Huh. Uh, hmm. The Disney Award. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the... Oh, Chris. No, oh, that, that was, was, that was, that was Colin. Sorry. The, the Grammy master. It is the Legend uh, Award. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Award. Lavender Wedge. Ooh. Uh, what type of rap comes out of southern U.S. cities such as Houston, Birmingham, and Miami? <laughs> what kind uh, what, what year was this card what written? kind of yeah. rap? Are they looking for, Outcast. like... Crunk? Are they looking for... That's L.A. Though, Crunk is L.A. Uh, yeah, what are they looking for um, out of the... Is it Dirty South? Yeah, that's yes! right. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Okay. Dirty South. Yeah, all right. Dirty South. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Lime Green Wedge. What famous tropical rock singer is also an author, restaurateur, and clothing <laughs> entrepreneur, and also oh. a Broadway entrepreneur? Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh sorry. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I think everyone. Yes, uh, it's, it's Jimmy, Jimmy J- Buffet. Uh, James, yeah. James Buffett. James, <laughs> James, James Buffet. <laughs> Jameson, Jameson Buffet. Jimmy Buffett. What, what, uh, what were his? Uh, it was a restaurateur. Uh, so it says author, restaurateur, author, yeah. and clothing entrepreneur. Yeah. Clothing. Okay. Of course. I added yeah. the Broadway music. Got it. Uh, okay. That's recent. Mm. Um, all right. Last question. Orange wedge. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant. What's his Broadway? Uh, what do you think? It, what do you what think? Do you, oh, it must be a Margaritaville, the musical or That's, something. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. And is it, is, is it just like a, like a, what do they call like a jukebox musical That's or whatever? Pers- yes, okay. Yes, Look at me throwing around the lingo. Yeah. yeah. Like a, that was yeah. good. <laughs> all right. In the same vein as, yeah, Mama Via, Mama Mia, Rock of You know what? are they doing with Mama Mia too? Yeah. Are they, those are the same ABBA songs <laughs> yeah, did they write some new oldies? For, uh, I yeah, I don't know. Maybe, okay. I don't Tap know. into I'm not sure. side B. I'm not sure yeah. how that's going to go. Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting thing because Mamma Mia 2 is the movie sequel to the movie right. Mamma Mia, which mm-hmm. is based on the Broadway. So there's no yeah. like yeah. Broadway 2. You know, you know, there, you know, I think that there is probably a quiz there about Broadway sequels yeah. somewhere, but uh, they don't do well. Yeah. There was, there was, oh, there, they there's, tried there's, there's, they tried, well, there's uh, Love Never Dies, which is the sequel Phantom. to Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Didn't 100% original? I yeah. mean, yeah. 100% original did not do this. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. All right, last question. Uh, Marigold Wedge. <laughs> what singer songwriter wants to know how he's supposed to live without you? <laughs> oh. oh, is that Michael Bolton? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bolton. Yeah, I did not have the uh, <laughs> conviction to say it very strongly. Right. You want to know the crazy like thing I know about Michael Bolton now? What? 
he babysat Paula Abdul. What? No. <laughs> That's a Whoa, great wait. tidbit. When yeah. Paula Abdul was a child, yeah. he babysat no, her. No, adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they was have he like that a family big of friend? age, age need, difference. Yeah, I it doesn't even have to be that big of a difference. You know, she's true. like a true. You mean ten or eleven? Yeah, seven year old. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, good job, brains. Well, this time, Karen, I actually had a real inspiration for the episode. <laughs> I don't have to sell the fake time. Well, you know, sometimes I do a little embellishment. Be creative. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be going camping uh, in oh, a couple that's weeks. Right. Uh, I, you know, longtime listeners probably hear me talk about this every Your year. Annual big my trip. summer camping trip. Uh, and, and sorry, and also um, Colin writes extensive trip notes that's right yes about oh, yeah. his camping trips uh, yeah i tried to in fact this year this year i bought a waterproof uh trip note you know it's like the specially treated yes. journal and i have the pressurized uh you know the fisher space pen that writes upside oh, down underwater yeah. oh, freezing Seinfeld. temperatures uh, yeah. yes exactly the same one uh, i'm prepared for any scenario now it could be pouring down rain and i'll be sitting there you know raining. scribbling my trip notes yeah yeah it's what? raining i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> I've gone camping in Utah, Arizona, um, wow. Nevada before. Uh, Where all are you over. going this time? So this time we are going on this trip, my camping uh, buddy and I, we're going to be camping in California for the first time. <laughs> we have oh. not. Uh, yeah, we decided uh, just going to stick a little bit closer to home, literally here and stay in California and enjoy some West Coast camping, which I've done a little bit before with my wife, but never on my big summer camping trip. So we're, we're driving up. We're going to be camping in uh, Lassen Volcanic National Park, which is pretty cool. Hmm. And then we're going up way up toward the uh, northern part of the state, uh, almost up to the Oregon border and camping, uh, camping up there. But so I got to think about just this great West Coast experience I'm having. Having, I realized we could talk about the West, just anything in the West. It's just so going different. west, going west, heading yeah. west, West Coast lifestyle. That uh, that qualifies as a legitimate, honest inspiration for this week's episode. So this week, go west. This is what we'll do. start this off we're gonna start here san francisco bay area and uh, as we know it is silicon valley it is it is you know uc berkeley stanford mm-hmm. a lot of things have been invented here oh yeah um mm. tech related or computer related or science related because mm-hmm. of because of all these institutions we have in the area but what about the weird uh, not so important stuff <laughs> well let's say not not so important uh-huh. stuff. but like what about things that we you know kind of take for granted and so here i have a quiz of weird things invented here in the san francisco bay area oh, okay. that we can be proud of and they are not or ashamed of or ashamed of <laughs> proud of i would say most of them oh, okay, are proud of okay. so so as a as a general not clue but disclaimer so it's not tech or app okay or computer okay. all right um, that's lot, huge though to rule huge. that out floppy mm-hmm. disks were invented you know and, and i believe here the computer mouse was also you know okay. so right. none yeah, of those yeah. things okay um and not a lot of foodie stuff. You like know, sourdough. Irish mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. A fortune mm-hmm. cookie that we've talked about before. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Um, mm. So there there might be some food-related stuff, but but these are... Okay. So those two realms, very it's very San Francisco like, kind of stereotypes. The tech and the foodie stuff. Yep. Yeah. Not in this quiz. These okay. are some weird little things okay. that you probably didn't know was invented in San Francisco. Guys, grab your buzzers. Let's start off with an easy one. So one of the most famous things... That we know that's invented here is uh, Levi Strauss denim, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what feature of the jeans exactly was Levi Strauss's original patent for? <laughs> oh, everybody. The rivets. The rivets. The, rivets, the tiny little rivets. It's not to say that jeans didn't exist before. It's just the, the rivets helped reinforce pockets. So yeah. there would be like denim and people kept ripping the pockets because they're putting their hands mm. through it. So... Levi Strauss thought to uh, uh, reinforce it with the rivets. The idea of this 20th century invention came to Joseph Friedman in a sweet shop in San Francisco, and it features a concertina hinge. Uh, okay, idea. Oh. 
Chris. The bendy straw. It is uh, the bendy straw. Yes, of course. The concertina yeah, is like a accordion little accordion. Yep. 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 And uh, invented right in San Francisco ah. in a soda shop. And now being outlawed as well. Yeah. 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 It comes full circle. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the plastic straw I think I think they have paper bendy straws, they do. right? But yeah. I think paper straws just in general... Are terrible. Are, are, yeah, <laughs> we know. Yeah, maybe they'll make one of those corn plastic, or you know, yeah. compostable mm-hmm. bendy straws. So yeah. originally, how he did it was, um, he was with a family member who was a kid, either his daughter or niece. There, and she's drinking soda from a paper straw, and it was having trouble with it because she's so small. Mm. And so his paper back then, he took dental floss and he made little grooves ah. so it would bend. Oh, and yeah. that's so yeah. And so you know, it kind of started that's out cool. as a paper straw. Hmm. All right, the USDA has very strict rules about. What actually goes into this preserved food item mix invented by William Ver Cruz, a food scientist and wine researcher at UC Berkeley? Very specific rules. rules. And to what is the what is the product? It's a preserved food item mix. Preserved food item mix. USDA has very strict rules huh. about the composition. Okay, mm-hmm. so it means it's like a pro- it's like a regional protected something or nope no hmm nationwide okay. USDA. But Dana trail mix? No, not trail mix. But you're huh. close. It is a mix of things. It is. Oh oh. Colin. No, I, I, I was going to say granola, but I could tell you were saying something else. Uh, fruit cocktail. Oh. Your lunchroom oh. yeah, fruit yeah, yeah. cocktail, dole, whatever, oh. or canned. Uh-huh. USDA has specifically 30 to 50% has to be this fruit. And it's like the makeup oh. of it is this, that's why when you eat for cocktail, why do I have one cherry? Uh, yeah. I don't know if one cherry because it is designated. That's, it cannot be called a fruit cocktail. If that you makes sense. If you yeah. don't have a cherry, if you don't, have, <laughs> if you don't follow through the, the, the yeah. composition chart, that's interesting. It can't just be all apple. You're like, wait, man, what yeah, the cause hell? Cause then you have to, <laughs> you have to market it or, or advertise it as a, like a, a you know, preserved apple. Oh, that's yeah. fascinating. To say fruit cocktail has to be those, things that's, that's why it's, it's very consistent and i associate i don't know if you guys like me i associate fruit cocktail with summer camp it's just like as a kid like it was yeah. like always our little treat oh. at the end of summer camp mm-hmm. that little it just that clingy sweet uh syrup. i like the pears yeah. school because yeah. you can taste the graininess of yeah. it yes it was like my least favorite dessert at yeah, school lunch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh it's fruit cocktail <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, sorry to poop on your summer camp. Oh, I didn't say... <laughs> yeah, you know what? I didn't say it was a good nostalgia. It okay. was more just like it reminded me of it. Yeah. yeah. In 1960s, Wilfred, quote, Bill the Gill, Winkenbach, an Oakland businessman, created the G-O-P-P-P-L, now more commonly known as what? Oh. I will give more clues. Okay. Okay. This, this, okay. okay. So something nationally known. So uh, he was a limited partner of the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> it generally means you have a limited uh, <laughs> financial interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he invented uh, and I'll tell you now. Is it finger. like a stadium foods or something? Or she said not foods. Oh, not Chris. foods. Yeah, you're right. The jockstrap. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. I, I'm just, I'm just uh-uh. riding on Dana's coattail yeah. here. Like, but like maybe like the, the, the weird number That's one finger. finger. Uh, no, I'll tell you what mm. G-O-P-P-P-L is. And once okay. I say it, you guys will probably know. Okay. Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin Prognosticators League. Gambling? Now oh. more commonly known as what? Oh. Fantasy football? Fantasy uh, okay. football. Whoa. 1960s. Uh, he So the GOPPPL um, and participants of the draft brought the game to a sports bar in Oakland where a lot of patrons of that bar gather there for pub trivia. Huh. And it gained steam from word of mouth and having all these people meet up for drafts and stuff. 
that mm-hmm. kind of started spread ah. grassroots. But it didn't really catch on as fast because it was it was kind of complicated and manual and, and paper, yeah. and they had to like revise a lot of the scoring. Nowadays, it's so easy. Oh right? yeah, I'm on an app. I just pick whoever <laughs> like looking at the scores. Back then, who knows? That's you can really tell cool. he's whimsical because of the acronym is so long. Go Yeah, and it's pigskin prognosticators. It's like this isn't. In group, this is like a, a it's the it's the intersection system. of uh, sports fans and nerds. The yeah. sports nerd, and one last one, also sports related. Cra- <laughs> they all have weird names. Crazy George Henderson. Okay, that is his name. Um, That's his, his legal, legal name. His, his given name. Yeah. I, I, his mother I, was crazy. Like, quote George <laughs> Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he like prefers yeah. George. No, I, I, go, I go by George. His birth yeah. name yeah. is crazy. Only only my mother calls me crazy. <laughs> it's with a K. Yeah. Oh, crazy yeah, George That's Henderson. how you can tell he's really crazy. Um, crazy George Henderson uh, was a professional cheerleader. Okay. Invented what at an Oakland A's game? Uh, Chris. The splits accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Colin, you buzz. The foam dome. <laughs> Incorrect. The... This is the foam finger? No. Uh, but we, this... Karen, is the foam finger <laughs> in anywhere in this quiz? We should look that up one day. <laughs> so you say created accidentally, did you say? Uh, or? No, no, oh. no. So here's the thing. A little bit more backstory. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. Okay. But um, it might have been done at other stadiums. Oh, oh, oh This oh, is oh. the first time oh. it was televised. Okay. Call it. Yeah. The wave. The yeah. wave. Okay. Crazy George Henderson. <laughs> when was that? So this was not that long ago. This was uh, in the 80s, I believe. Yeah, wow. is 80. So it was a televised Oakland A's game against the Yankees <laughs> in 81. Hmm. However, so this was the first time televised. However, he got the idea because he was professional cheerleader, as in he's not with the pom-poms. He's like one of those rally kind yeah. of like, you know, like yeah. Flava Flava hype man. Kind so, of and sometimes of. they kind of start unofficial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has cheered before for, um, I believe it was a, a hockey game somewhere else. And he was trying to get... Two, he was trying to do like a call and response with both sides of the stadium. So he wanted one side to like stand up and yell, and the other side then stand up and yell. And obviously, like, think people got confused, uh-huh. and then it kind of had a delayed response. So you see a little uh-huh. bit part of the wave. And even when he did it, um, the first time it was televised, people still had a lot of false starts and yeah. you know, <laughs> didn't really understand what he was trying to do. Now we all know, you know, can you imagine the yeah. first time it's like, what do we do? We just stand up, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Crazy. That's, crazy. That to me is such a '90s thing. I mean, I don't think they really do it anymore. At, yeah, at, they do. do. No, okay, I'm not gonna say they don't do it anymore. But there was a time when it was a thing. Like mm-hmm. any any football game, any you went to, you could expect that at one point you would be doing the wave. And like, I feel like you've we've passed that. Maybe I don't I know, know. '90s was really big on like group. Activities like yes. the Macarena, that's right? True. Like that's true. Like follow directions. <laughs> yeah. You know, two two versions thing. of the electric slide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that it was from the eighties. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh, take me out to ball- to the ball game is like an old song, oh, it's like and an then old, it's like thing. related to the wave. But I guess it's been around mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. of my life, almost all of my life. Yeah. Hard to imagine a pre-wave. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we what could did just you guys get do? Deep yeah. for a minute here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. Some uh, quirky, non-tech, non-foodie San Francisco Bay Area inventions. That's good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So on a previous episode, I see, I really, I would have come into this episode talking about the video game Oregon Trail, yes. which is about 
you know, um, U.S. Uh, citizens, you know, migrating from the east to the west, coming out to California, coming out to Oregon, coming out to, to U- Utah future. if you're yeah. a Mormon, you know. Maybe dying um, of dysentery. Along these yeah. trails. Yeah, maybe dying of dysentery along the way. Um, because, of course, that was a popular way to die in the classic game that a lot of, if you, if you went <laughs> through the American school system in the 80s or 90s, you probably got to play this game Oregon Trail. Uh, but I already talked about that. Talked about where the game came from, yeah, all that man. kind of stuff. You can Minnesota, go look. Minneapolis, right? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can go look that up on a, on a previous episode if you want to. But I decided that for this episode about really going west, I would talk about the actual <laughs> people who actually went on the, the Oregon Trail. Okay. Um, which is, I mean, you know, people in the mid-1800s decided they were living in the, on the East Coast, and if they maybe felt that land was getting too expensive out there, things were, you know, they or, or if they really, even if they had it good, but they, they heard that the West offered even more prosperity, Ooh. even cheaper land. FOMO. You know, mm-hmm. the, the gold rush, you know, was sort of part of that, right? Yeah, FOMO. Yeah, yeah. serious FOMO. <laughs> the Oregon Trail was actually, by the way, a trail. Previously, it was just like, you know, really hardy people like fur fur traders, oh, yeah. think, traders, things like that would, would be able to get out there to California. But they, they created a, a trail, mm. an actual, you know, physical trail for people to follow if you were just regular people going out to the West. The, the big joke about the Oregon Trail game is you have died of dysentery, right? Everybody always seems to die <laughs> of dysentery or whatever. What, um, um- a sidetrack question. Yeah. What is actually dysentery? This is not a sidetrack question at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but this, yeah, so dysentery is, is a, a disease. Um, it's, yeah, it's, a, you get either, it, it can be caused by a lot, it's sort of a group of a lot of things, but basically it's, oh. you have an, you, you, you have either, you know, a viral or a bacterial issue in your uh, intestines, which causes you to have bloody diarrhea. Uh, and you and and also yeah. if you were like not in a city or not did not have access to good medical care or good water or, or things yeah. like that to to drink and rehydrate yourself and get better Rest. you you would probably die of dysentery if you were say in the middle of wherever Wyoming on your way to California and there was nothing around okay and yeah in fact best estimates that we have is about one in ten people. <gasps> died on the Oregon Trail. One in ten. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive. If you have a family in a wagon... Someone's gonna was, die. Was somebody was gonna die. These were city folk in some cases. These yeah. were not hardened <laughs> right, pioneer right. people. Yeah. Um, but they Who had done ten years of pioneering. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. This is like a guy and his wife and their family, and you know maybe they had been sort of okay in the East Coast, uh, but yeah. Dad wanted to go go into the West and you know live the life in Oregon or California or something like that, and so it was on the trail, and it was not. I think a lot of people because they had the the Conestoga wagons, right? The cover covered wagons yeah. that you mm-hmm. always see on the trail and I think everybody has the idea that this was like a Winnebago and that you, <laughs> yeah. that everybody rode in the wagon dad was up with the horse and you're riding a back no oh. because these th- no because these these wagons first of all they were full of all the stuff yeah second yeah. of all they were there were not they did not have shocks on them right they didn't have springs yeah so they had springs underneath the the driver oh, but that's yeah. it so the rest of it was just wood on axles going over dirt. Jolting. It would have been the worst ride in the in the whole world. And so peop, everybody walked. Whoever was driving yeah. the oxen drove the the wagons. Yeah, but everybody else kind of trailed walked alongside. alongside. It sounds miserable. That sucks. You walked yeah. from Mississippi <laughs> to Oregon. To Oregon. <laughs> Walking, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was miserable. It took about six months. And oh my god! And the thing is, you had to, everybody started at the exact. They started at the spring thaw, yeah, right in in Independence, Missouri, because that was where everybody started. Fast. That was where the trails all began. From. Okay, and you had to get you better get through. I mean, you know, you know the Donner Party, yeah, right? yes. the Donner Party. That yeah. was that was a that was an Oregon Trail, yeah, uh, group of people. They ended up in the mountains, and when the snows hit. And they were stuck there. Yep. And they ate each other to yeah. survive. And yeah, that was it's what a you race did not against want. winter. It's it was a <laughs> race against winter. You had to get there before winter. You had about six months to get there before the snow started so falling. You were you were in big walk, trouble. Walking for six months. You know? and, and you're so, not in comfy shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, true. Yeah. Of of the one in ten people who died on the Oregon Trail, um, diseases, just mm. diseases in general, are okay. pretty much the biggest killer. Okay. Um, 
the number one was not dysentery, it was cholera. Mm. Um, and a lot of this, so it, it, cholera is like dysentery. It's an, it's an intestinal disease. It's bacterial specifically, uh, spread by unsanitary conditions. So you'd have these big groups of, of people all going out, yeah. all bathing in cholera infested rivers, oh. then drinking, you know, the water, cholera. and then, yeah. then they all get cholera. Not. It was, it was bad too. You would, when you got cholera, you would die hours after you developed symptoms uh, so you could start the oh, day you could start the day okay fine. you would have it for a couple of days but you wouldn't know it and then you develop symptoms and then die it's like you could start the day it's brutal looking per- feeling yeah. perfectly fine and be dead that night oh, so and, yeah so, uh, some people got scurvy and generally they'd get mm. scurvy after they got to oregon <laughs> <laughs> because they would have contracted it, you know, along the way, not having any vitamin C. Mm. But then once they got there, they still don't have any vitamin C, and they die of scurvy. Because they've only got whatever they brought with them to farm or whatever. Sure. Did they oh, understand geez. scurvy back then? They did. They did. did. Oh, they totally I mean, did. pirates yeah. did. Just, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, they oh, knew you man. needed that stuff, but it's like they, you know, they, they might run out. They might not be able to get it. Yeah. So, hmm. quiz. So okay. we've now done diseases. <laughs> what? What other things do you think might have killed people to, uh, on the old Oregon Trail? Throw some stuff out there. Well, animals. I mean, yeah, just animals, horse accidents, uh, encounters. Oh, encounters. Sure. Let's and, talk about let's talk about fires. accidents. Yeah, just, just accidents. Here's two major accidents that could occur. Well, first of all, there's there's drowning. There's drowning. Oh, Because, right. of course, you had to cross rivers. Course, there's no bridges. The, yeah. Now, eventually, they'd start building ferries, building bridges. And so, towards the end, if you were going in, like, the 1860s or whatever, maybe there'd be more ferries and bridges. But towards the beginning, yeah. you had to... Oh, everybody just had to cross. You had you're to ford the river. A river. Yeah. Never too. works out in Oregon Trail. I'm always. hoping you're not going to say crushed beneath a wagon wheel. So, but... well, not yet, because I'm still on drowning. Oh, okay. <laughs> But um, oh, the other one, the other one uh, that I wanted to mention was um, uh, shootings, getting other shot, oh, getting yeah. shot. Oh, of course. And you'd think that it would be because everybody is super on edge, goes goes crazy, and gets into fights and shoots each other. Not as much. Most of the shooting deaths were accidental oh, shootings geez. because you have these Hunting. greenhorns. <laughs> oh. They're all carrying guns. And here's the thing. Everybody is concerned about, when you're walking along, what if we get attacked right. by those savage yeah. Native Americans? Yeah. Yeah. I better have my gun on me. So people are walking along all this, these uneven trails mm. for days, weeks, months with a loaded gun strapped across their shoulder. <laughs> they don't know how to use it. They are much more liable to just shoot their child <laughs> yeah. in the head accidentally yeah. with the gun. Also, or they put the guns loaded on the on wagon. The, wagon, that's the wagon's bouncing, bouncing wagon. along. Guns start shooting <laughs> out the wagon and hitting people. So yeah, accidental shootings. Big killer. As it turns out, there's a lot of back and forth over how how much of a threat was it that there were Native Americans. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It certainly does seem like uh, there were a fair few people who were killed in terms of altercations with the native population of America, except, A, it seems like they, the the, the, the pioneers, the travelers, may have killed more Native Americans oh, than they killed them because they'd see them and be like, they well, just, let's go kill them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They, they'd, <laughs> they'd instigate the fights. I believe it. Yeah. Like it's, or, you know, the Native Americans would attack because the last time a group of wagons came they, along, they, got they, they instigated yeah, the fights. Everyone right. just has an itchy So it's not like they're out finger. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks the other person is a danger, so you yeah. end up in a, in a fight. All Dangerous people um, wandering down. Yeah, and and, but of course right. there are. But there are, of course, stories of Native Americans helping, helping people as yeah. well, or traveling with the trails and helping them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, there's run over by a wagon wheel. Uh, Thanks, Colin. Uh, very, yeah. very common uh, cause of death. Man. Run over by the wagons. How they, fast now, is it going, though? So here's the thing. But they weigh not so much. Fast. Yeah. So they're not fast. They're like two miles an hour. 
but <laughs> but they have no brakes. Oh, I see. You can't see. just stop them when they're yeah, going. They're horse. going. Yeah. So you know, if you, sometimes just people just oh. are just in the wrong place and they get crushed mm. by the wagon, which can't <laughs> stop in front of them. Sometimes people are trying to get on or off the wagon, oh. you know, oh, no. and then they just slip and they go underneath, and that's it. But then also, it's like yeah, sometimes like literally, you know, it runs over your head or whatever. But like also, if it ran, if it runs yeah. over like your foot, you're still screwed. You're still you're, gonna you're, die. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot slower yeah. because you don't have a doctor to do anything with your muddy, infected, you know, crushed foot. Shattered foot. Yeah. Yeah. done. Oh. Yeah. So, la- oh, my God. I feel so, bad for laughing. I don't know why. It's, well, it's just like... There's there's a there was a certain amount of like, I'm sure that some people were in like dire straits and like this was the only way they could survive yeah, yeah. is to like go to the west and buy super yeah. cheap land but like for a lot of people it, it just it's sort of it strikes me as like a choice Fancy thing. Yeah. that they made so and there my- are stories of like yeah. you know wives with their husbands getting halfway there and going, I don't want to do this anymore. Our <laughs> yeah. kid's head got run over by the wagon wheel. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? What my, is the point? My uh, my wife at one point fell into uh, just a, a, a really fixated point on uh, the Donner Party. The Donner Party. And, and, and just, you know, the, the travelers coming west. And in one of the books she was reading, you know, it made the point that as you were going across the early parts of the trail, sometimes you would just see jettison stuff. Oh, yeah. People, they get there, they realize you would see people set out and I apologize if you're going to get to this, Chris, but like I, I grandfather clocks. Oh, yeah. They would load up the grandfather clock yep. on the wagon yeah. and you get, you know, four days into it and you're like, what the hell am I thinking? What? And you ditch the grandfather yeah, clock. Yeah, because they're like, we can't possibly yeah. leave all these things This is not just a joyride out to the West Coast. That's yeah. Right. Yep. Dishes, yeah. China sets. I yep. mean, whole there was a whole kind of like sub cottage industry of people of scavenging. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It seems to me that in general, the further along you made it, on the trail, the more likely it was that you were going to make it. Okay. For multiple oh, reasons, okay. like maybe things got a little bit more spread out. You weren't like sort of in in close contact with people who had diseases. Oh, but, uh, you I know, see. Uh, you got better with your gun. Yeah. Like past a certain, they always say like you know past a certain point, people figure out how to use their guns so they don't <laughs> accidentally shoot each other. <laughs> okay. Um, if everything goes right, your day is trudging on the trail at two miles an hour and just hoping that you make it with nobody yeah. dying. But, you know, because they were on the trail, I mean, it's also like they were on this trail for so long that, like, in addition, people like husbands and wives or, or you know, boys and girls, you know, met on this on this uh, this the trail. And mm. they would there were people who got married on the trail, people who had babies on the trail, you know, and they would name their babies after like geographical, like beautiful uh, nature. Sierra. Yeah, 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 Sierra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it weren't for them, the, the creation of our West Coast yeah. would have become mm-hmm. what it has become. Someone had to do it first. Someone had to do it. Someone right. had to do it first. That's right. And uh, by the way, this all ended in uh, late 1860s when the. Um, I mean, basically, it ended when the first transcontinental railroad right. was finished. Mm. Right. right. Then everybody was just like, "Why don't I just take the train?" <laughs> yeah. And then they all started just taking the train. Wow, that was really interesting about the Oregon Trail. Thank you, Dana. <laughs> it's crazy. I I have a quiz for you guys about the West. Uh, maybe it's a little lighter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ways to die. Yeah, yeah. You have fewer wagon crushing related <laughs> skull, uh, bits. Skull yeah, yeah. I, I had some questions about that, but I cut them luckily <laughs> before the quiz. Uh, let's do let's do buzzing. Oh right. Quiz. Okay. All right. All right. We'll kick it off with this. Question number one. Alphaba Throp is otherwise known by this name. <laughs> you know, me and Chris know. Yeah. We want to see if you know. Colin. I didn't even hear the word. What is it? Alphaba. Alphaba Throp. Throp is better known. By this name. And it has West in the name as well. It does. It's a title. Huh. Do you know where her name comes from? Yeah. Her first name? Uh-huh. Oh, is I, that going to be part of the quiz? That's going to be, yeah. Okay. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, it's got to be something Harry Potter or Disney or yeah. what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're definitely in the realm yeah. magic related. Okay. Uh-huh. Broadway Fantasy related. Character. Broadway yeah, related. Broadway. Jeez. I'm going to have to pass. Um, yeah, what do we, what, what enlighten me? Drop is the Wicked Witch of the West uh, from Wicked, from Wicked yeah, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because um, it's not in Frank Oz. 
that's uh, not no, Frank Oz. No, it's not in the original. Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Her, her name is uh, L. Frank Baum. L. Frank Baum. Frank Oz. Yeah, Frank Alphaba Baum. comes from LFB. Alphaba. Ah, yeah. So What's could, LFB? That's L. Frank, Frank Baum. L. Frank Baum. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Alphaba. Mm-hmm. All right. Wicked Witch of the... Uh, she's the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. The main, well, there's two. The, 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 the East died yeah, right but, away. Yeah, but yeah. okay, let's, let's stay on the theme here. Yeah. Yeah. Of the North. Yeah. She's from Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West. Throp. Throp. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll file that away. Yeah, it might come up. Alphaba. LFB. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. Question number two. The HBO series Westworld is based on a 1973 film written and directed by this author. Uh, Karen. Oh, are we, are we could, together? I, you could all do it. Everybody knew it. Michael, Michael Crichton. 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 Yes. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. You know, I thought it would be like a good guess of Stephen King because he has written a lot of books He's that have all, become yeah. <laughs> yes. movies at some point that were movies. But um, the Westworld is about an amusement park where the robots come, come yeah, to life and kill right. people. Yep. And Michael Crichton also wrote Jurassic, Jurassic park. park. Yes. Yep. So that's a little bit his jam, too. <laughs> he was, yeah. He's, still, oh. yeah. He's still thinking about that. Yeah. Westworld. Yeah, adult yeah. park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, how can this go wrong? And well, I however, though this wasn't a book by Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton no. wrote the screenplay. This is his first screenplay. Yeah. He wrote and directed it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. because uh, he was flush, I believe, off the success of uh, The Andromeda Strain, oh, really? I think was his first. Oh. And he, uh, from what I understand, he basically had the clout to say to the studio, I'm going to write and direct this movie and you're going to let yeah. me do it. And they're like, okay, Mr. Crichton. And he did. And it was it was moderately successful. He made a sequel. Uh, it's not a, gr- I, I don't know. I, I know there, it's a cult hit. I it I wa- I've watched it pretty recently. Yeah. It's it's very corny. Yeah, it's by not by standards. Standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've if I've seen Future the second world. one, it would have been. Yeah, I've seen it when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it's been many yeah. years. I mean, he's a bold man. Yeah, he. I think he was married like five or six times, and he was a doctor. Like he. Mm. Oh yeah, he, he died in two thousand eight, yeah. but he's prolific. Um, okay, question number three. While the eastern side of this island has become a sovereign state. Um, the western side is a province of Indonesia. Oh, uh, is that uh, Borneo? No. All right, Hold on, no, wait, wait, say that. The western side is it's a province of Indonesia. The eastern uh, side became a sovereign state in 1999. Not, so, so, am I thinking country or island? Island. Oh, Karen, go, go, go. Singapore. Nope. Is it Sumatra? No. Nope. <sighs> Papua New Guinea? No. Nope. I'm not going to guess third. It is Timor. 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 Oh, yeah. East Timor. Oh, East, right. Of course. East, East Timor. Timor is a sovereign ah. state. West Timor is a province of Indonesia. You know what the flag yeah, looks like. Question number four. This Irish boy band was originally signed by Simon Cowell. <laughs> Westlife. Westlife. I have oh, wow. never heard of this uh, well, band. That is My so interesting <laughs> about Westlife <laughs> is they were huge in the late 90s They're and huge, early 2000s. Like Global success, global, other huh. than the U.S. Yeah. Really, Guinness that's Book how of I know records it. Yeah. level, like huh. seven uh, consecutive huh. number one singles. They're in they're the U- British UK. born, or they're they're from Irish. Ireland. Oh, yeah. you said Irish. sorry, you said Ir- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they um they're like huh. huge, but they did not hit here. Like <laughs> they just it, didn't it just <laughs> didn't catch on. They had one song here, but you know we had our own boy bands at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's like Backstreet Boys <laughs> and NSYNC. They and showed up and yeah. as a nation, we're like, eh, we're full. Well, we, were, have, we have enough boy yeah, bands. Yeah, right there were American ones. I think there were earlier. They pre- so it was like take that was kind of the big research. Like you know, there's New Kids on Block, and then which kind of inspired take that in the UK. Take that had global success except for the states because the states were kind of investing in their own boy bands. But Westlife was that's how I know it because I'm from Taiwan. It was Westlife. huge. Yeah. All right. They they formed in ninety eight. People, I mean, like in in Chinese pop songs, they were singing Chinese versions of Westlife songs. Yeah, yeah. It was like they're so big. They were so big. Yeah, yeah. it's funny so, how massive. World, yeah. But we're like, mm, I didn't, didn't get that one. Yeah, I do find compartmentalized fame very interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Question number five. After one hundred and fifty five years of continuous service, Western Union stopped offering this service. The service in 2006. 155 years of continued. Yeah. Colin. Uh, uh, telegram service. Telegrams. Oh. 
So they started uh, in 1851 as the New York and Mississippi Valley Printing Telegraph Company, and that was their main product. And by 2006, they only had like 20,000 telegrams in the whole year, so they turned that off, and now it's a money transfer service. I honestly, I would have been shocked just to find, I am shocked to find out that it went into the 2000s even. I wonder if it was ships. I wonder if it was maybe ships. I, huh. I, I couldn't find like the answer. I was curious too. Like like I, who's you know, still sending telegrams? Yeah, yeah. Who, was, who was doing that? So somewhere like with no like cell whimsical. Service or, yeah. um, <laughs> it's you, right? Like, it's Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah. It's very Victorian it's a, cosplay. Yeah, yeah. it's a twenty-seven-year-old in uh, Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a fax machine. No, I'll send it by telegram. Thank you. He fashions right. himself a dandy. Yeah. <laughs> we are out of mustache. Yeah. Stop. He's on his velocipede. <laughs> full stop. Yeah. All right. Last question. What is the first full name of the entertainer who was West Philadelphia born and raised? Oh, oh man. The, 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 oh, so it's not his oh, normal full first name. Yeah. What's his it full is, first name? Oh, it's not. Karen. Is it it's not William? Wilfred Smith. Oh, no. Close. I didn't know it was not William. It's not Will We're talking about Will Smith, right? Yeah, Just we're talking about... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Huh, Which I don't know. It's a, it's a dorky Will name. Ooh. Wilhelm. Willard. Willard. Yes. Willard. Willard. His name yeah. is Willard Carroll Smith Jr. Ah, a, you better be a yeah. junior with a name like Willard. Yeah. yeah. Willard Carroll. <laughs> yeah. Apologies huh. to all Willards who are, uh, who are listening to this show. <laughs> West Let's Philadelphia. Bring <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's bring back Willard. Willard Scott. Mm-hmm. West Philadelphia, Willard. Born and Raised, is a reference to Fresh Prince of Bel Air's theme song Indeed. for people who are younger than 30. We need to spell it out. Like, yeah. yeah younger than 20. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it ended in like the early 90s. Or, anyway. Younger um, than a certain age and older than a certain yeah. age. Yeah. Uh, but on the show, he was playing a character named William. Oh, I see. They didn't huh. keep. Yeah. But it was loosely based on him. I feel lied yeah. to. I kind yeah. of feel lied to as well. It's like he wanted to... Uh, but he yeah. never... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Because they actually do, in the show, they do call him William. Yeah, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. They, so, it comes up. So that's why you're like, oh, it must be William Smith. I, I have know. some fun William-related trivia. Just oh. on a, So before the show recording... William Smith? Before the recording, oh. before the recording <laughs> started, we were talking about uh, Solo, the new Star Wars movie. Oh, and yeah. We are digging uh, uh, Donald Glover's take on Lando Calrissian, of course. I loved it. Originally portrayed by Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Billy D. Williams' full legal given birth name is? William Williams? No. Yeah, well, first of all, William yeah, first D. of all, you're like, wait a minute. Bill. He's, yes. Billy D. He's William December Williams Jr. Whoa. Yes. William December Williams. Billy D. is December. Yeah. Incredible. Wow, Junior. Junior, yes, William Williams. Yeah. <laughs> William December. It's a slick kind of name. It Not is. Not as slick as Billy D. Yeah, no, that's slicker Billy D. for Williams, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's I, that's one of my fun little uh, Billy D. Williams bit of trivia. That might be my only bit of Billy D. Williams trivia. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have one more question. Oh, okay. oh, all right. Oh, okay. oh yeah. All right, all right. Okay, let's do it. What percentage of humans live in the Western Hemisphere? Is it 20, 40, or 80% of humans? What is the what like is considered Western the Western Hemisphere? hemisphere. Yeah, like, I think that's prim- part of the question. Prime Meridian to the International Dateline, I guess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 40%. 25. I'm going to say whatever the lowest one yeah. is. It is 20%. Yeah, it's, it's like 18% wow. of the human population. Wow. Well, yes. sure. So Western Hemisphere is North America, South of South America, and West Africa. Oh, okay. But that's only 18% of the human wow. population. <laughs> there's 82% live on the other well, side. Well, there's more land mass on the other side, too. Yeah. True. Yeah. But and eight in China. I mean, China and India have yeah. a lot of people. So. Yeah, quite a few. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. That's, wow, it's a low number. It's kind of like you know, almost a uh, a microcosm that we have here in in our country, where the overwhelmingly more people are in the eastern half of our country, right? The, the, these United States, <laughs> uh, <laughs> than, <laughs> than there are out on the west. And I mean, if you ever look at like a population density map, I mean, it's pretty staggering. Just these vast swaths of all throughout the West and, you know, except for along the coast, it's, it's hardly, it's hardly populated.
isolated compared to, I don't know, the East Coast. I don't know. When I'm driving around the West on these camping trips, it really drives home to me like, wow, there's nobody out here. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Good job, you guys. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Well, I, I've got I've got a quick little uh, eventually word nerd segment here for you guys. You, you, yeah, I'm going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, you guys know I love the the etymology and the language related stuff. So whenever we come across something that I feel like I our fans might know this, but I need to make sure they know it. Okay, this this is one of those where it's just I I, I, I couldn't sleep at night if I thought that some of our <laughs> listeners might not be aware of this uh, little bit of the English language history. Wow. Even okay. I might not. Yeah. <gasps> So let's let's talk about cattle branding. I mean, yeah. I was thinking about the Old West, right? Yeah. And the first, I have to say, this is totally true. One of the first images that popped in my mind was like of a Gary Larson like Far Side cartoon of it's the cowboys, the cowpokes sitting around the the fire, and he's got the cattle brand in the fire, heating it up. And I'm gonna botch the joke, of course, but the brand is huge. It's like this cattle belongs to Leroy Jenkins, and if oh, you find right. it, you know, and the and the cow is in the background, like looking at the brand, you know. <laughs> I was thinking about what a common trope that was, at least in the stuff that I used to see of like the old west of like you got the branding iron in the hot, you get all hot and you you stick it on the poor cattle or other livestock and you know the steam and everything it's, and um, it was like so barbaric. I mean, they they I don't know. They do say it doesn't hurt the animal as much as it would hurt you or I, but I wouldn't want to test that out. No. I mean, it looks it looks hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it makes you feel better, we've moved a little bit past at least the straight hot iron branding. I mean, they still do that, but they don't mm-hmm. exclusively do that anymore. Yeah, they like spray paint them they do a lot of different things now it's it is yeah they have the ear tags um they have uh, tattoos a lot of times um Mm -hmm. you know uh, it does but i you know it seems a little more i don't know like when the guy giving you the tattoo might have a tattoo as well it seems a little more (laughs) like okay i guess um they have microchip of course implants you know the way they have for like cats and dogs uh rfid tagging Mm -hmm. so which is especially handy you know just at a at a moderate distance you can scan a a whole herd right exactly oh I never thought of that yeah depending on the distance you are and you said you can set the readers through a little passway and you can basically yeah yeah, you can kind of just inventory the cattle the as they yeah. move on through. Uh, but you're right. Sometimes they just paint them. I was really fascinated with just the old school, old west brand. And I mean, you guys know, I'm sure. I mean, it's pretty clear why. Why do we need to brand cattle? Why do we do this? I mean, is to it to say it's mine? Yeah, they do the drive, and then they, yeah. they get separated, maybe or something. That's a, that's a large part of it. Is it's not just you know, as I was reading, it's not just to prove this is mine, which it was. That was a big part of it. In fact, in the old west. You know, there were a lot of jurisdictions where you couldn't sell cattle that weren't branded in somewhere or another. You needed it for the paperwork. Oh, you know, it's like, oh. you know, this isn't like, you know, stolen or rustled or got whatever. It, it. Um, used to kill people for Hot. rustling yeah. cattle. Like, yeah. That was a death penalty. That was a. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And no one would look twice at you. It's like, oh, yeah, I shot some rustlers. It's like, oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. you got rid of yep, those guys. Yep, yep. But yeah, as Dana kind of was alluding to, a lot of it had to do with, you know, mass drives of just if you're feeding with other herds of cattle, you need a way to kind of just keep them straight. Even if everyone's acting honest, no one's out there to steal them. So anyway, you know, uh, there, there's a whole kind of visual history of just the different styles of brand, you know, the rock and R and the circle T. And there's a lot of, you can go research any of this history. Mm. It's very in, visually interesting from, very a de- old West. from a design standpoint as yeah. well, because you need your brand to be distinct. Because you don't want to have it be confused with the guy, you know, two ranches over. And it's almost like your own little personal uh, trademark, if you will. It's like, this is my brand. You know, a lot of ranchers would have that same brand on the entry to their ranch. <laughs> okay. So, like, you would put it as you were coming onto the ranch. That that would be, like, their, their emblem, basically, on their front gate. Is this where the word brand came from? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's branding is an old. I thought it was the other way. Branding is an ancient ancient practice. I thought 
what we know as like oh McDonald's brand. No, it's, no. It, then the cattle then use that word. No, no this is from this. Yeah. This is from cows. That's right. That's or livestock in general. But yeah, yeah, it's from branding livestock. Oh. I mean, the, every virtually every ancient culture did this as well. Yeah. So anyway, we certainly had branding in the old west, and uh, you know there was a lot of trickery that could go on. You know, sort of oh. like as a kid, you know, the old trope of changing the the grades on the report uh. card. You if you were sneaky enough, you could overwrite someone else's brand, right? You would come up with a brand that maybe had a little bar across it, and you could try and pass it off as your own brand on top of someone else's brand if you were an unscrupulous brander. I don't think this happened a lot. There, there are stories of it. Uh, but people would be like, yeah. mm, it's yeah. a lot of effort to go Trafals. through. Trafals. Yeah. <laughs> right, the Trafals. So, have you guys heard of Samuel Maverick? Samuel Maverick, Samuel cool Augustus name. Maverick. He does have a cool last name. Wow. Um, he is a big figure in Texas history, in particular. Is that uh, where the word Maverick came from? That is where the word Maverick is. A Mister is a Mister Maverick. Uh, <laughs> he is a Mister Maverick. It, that's where the word came from, though. The word Maverick comes from Samuel Augustus Maverick. Whoa. Even though he was not a proper big time cattle rancher in the way that nor we think of, nor a Top Gun pilot, he yeah. nor a Top Gun pilot, nor a basketball player from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, he, even though he made his money sort of on the East Coast and in the South, he, ma- he moved out to Texas eventually. He was a politician, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a lawyer, a, a land baron. He was in the Texas legislature. He was, he was a big-time figure. But among his claims to fame is he had uh, a herd of cattle that he refused to brand. He would not brand his cattle. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll, you'll read a few different explanations for this. It's, it's, it's either he didn't want to brand them out of uh, humane reasons. Mm-hmm. It seems far more likely that he just didn't care about it. He didn't care enough because he wasn't a cattle rancher. Oh, okay, he okay. was a wealthy man who, owned, <laughs> okay. who happened to also own some cattle. What year was this? Um, this was in the late 1800s. So the word maverick first entered the English usage uh, in the 1860s, meaning an unbranded calf or mm. yearling. Mm. Because out in the Texas cattle ranching community, oh, okay. it became very, oh, there's an unbranded one. That's one of Mavericks. That's a maverick cattle. It is not branded, even though it would annoy people because he wasn't playing by the rules. (laughs) And that's where the secondary definition of maverick came to be, of somebody who flies by his or her own flight plan. That's right. Does her his or her own thing is a maverick cattle. That's where it comes from, is from the man who famously did not brand his cattle. Wow. So unbranded became the uh, the the rule breaker, the maverick. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you would find them kind of just roaming free. Not only did he not brand them, he would kind of just let them roam around. And if he lost some, you know, so be it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't supervising them directly, yeah. even. They were sort of being taken care of for him. It um, seems like he might get some free ones that way, too. Like, if people aren't <laughs> careful about branding them. There, are, You know, there's been sort of some rom- romanticized legends built up around why he didn't it. And I think that over time, it's gotten a lot more politicized than it really was, if you go back and kind of look at what he said about just, it at yeah, the time. Like, he whatever. just wasn't concerned about it. He yeah. really was not concerned about it. But yeah, so that's where the term maverick comes wow. from. Yeah, entered our language, as I say, in the late 1860s. And then by the 1880s, 1900s, it had already come to mean just an independent-minded person, uh, someone who doesn't, a nonconformist. Wow. Huh. How weird. And I thought that deserved to be shared, I, that, that, shared that, with the community at large. That was not even like in the punch bowl for me. Yeah, I would have guessed like, oh, Maverick is Latin or something. Well, yeah, for, yeah. It was I a don't know. Jodie Foster movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. And I have one last quiz. 
and I wanted to have some fun speaking of movies, movies that have the title West or has the word West in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I want to give it a twist. Okay. So originally I was I was gonna um I was gonna redo the plot, but the plot you know, so these are very famous movies and it wouldn't be a mm-hmm. challenge. So then I was like, okay, well what else can I do to this? So what I'm gonna read to you guys is the summary uh-huh. of these movies. The summary of the movies have been translated into Many languages, then back to English. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, All right. Specifically, the two languages I chose, um, I kind of want to do something with like, oh, the westernmost part <laughs> of the world. So I was just like, okay, well, let's just choose one uh, in the very beginning of the International Dateline and okay. one on the other side. All so, right. So we kind of span the whole world. So it's been translated to French for the French Polynesia and then translated into Maori in New Zealand, and then translate it back to England. All right. Okay. okay. So here, have your buzzers ready. Buzz in with the movie title okay. as I'm reading you the doubly translated Trip Triply translated, right? Not that bad. I think I okay. think Google Translate has improved a lot. Mm. Here okay. we go. Two bomb blasts in the West will save President Grant from the hands of a 19th century creator. Two bump. Dana. Wild Wild West. Uh, wild Wild okay, okay. West. By Willard Smith. <laughs> By <laughs> Willard, starring Willard Smith, Kevin Klein. Yeah. Um, of course, I got to remember this West in the movies as well. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. The two best hired guns have become two, two bomb blasts. Bomb blasts. Yeah. Mm. Bomb uh, blast. That's good. That's yeah. a good uh, double uh, double translation. I'm, I'm really picking up the uh, French influence on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right, next one. Two New York soldier battles fall in love, but there is a problem between their partners who are getting closer to problems. Uh, Colin. Uh, the Departed. Incorrect. There no. is, uh, as a reminder <laughs> from Alex. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. West, West, of course. Oh, of course. West Dana. Side Story. West Side Story. West, West oh, Side okay. Story. I'm sorry. Can you read that one again? Two New York. What was it? Two New York soldier battles. Soldier battles. Fall in love. That's good. Gang I think gangster. So it says two youngsters from rival New York City gangs. Oh, yeah. I think it just got yeah. got kind of yeah. soldier. Oh, okay, soldier oh. battles. All right. Yes. Gotta have West in that column, remember. All right. <laughs> the leader of New York Advisor is mistaken for a government supporter in the group of independent sponsors and is looking for a way to survive. Whoa. Old classic. <laughs> okay. Read it one more time. The leader of a New York Advisor is mistaken... For a government supporter in the group of independent sponsors and is looking for a way to survive. Mm. It's an old classic film. Mm-hmm. Very famous. Oh. Okay. Of the Chris. How the West Was Won? No. Um, New it York. is Oh, New York is actually a good clue. It is North by Northwest. Oh. North by Northwest. All right. Oh. This this one probably is my favorite one. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, geez. A family of biodiversity wants to go west. They do not know they fall into the trap that is being done by the cats that speak well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll say it again. Yeah. The family of biodiversity wants to go west. They do not know they fall into the trap that is being done by the cats that speak well. <laughs> mm. West, west. It's animated. Yeah. Is it? Um, oh. Uh, yeah. You can do it. Chris. An American tale, Fievel goes west. Oh. Correct. Wow. Wow. Somehow Emma Gray Mice... Uh, fam- <laughs> family of emigre mice became a biodiversity. <laughs> Interesting. Emigre mice. That common idiom. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's actually translated pretty well, triply translated. Young teenagers are facing a major problem in the evil world of the First World War. What is it again? 
young teenagers are facing a major problem in the evil world of the First World War. Okay, World War. So young, romantic. Say World War One. World War One, right? Dana. All quiet on the Western Front. Correct. Oh. All quiet on the Western Front. Oh, good, good. All right. Uh, two more. When a farmer's love begins with a new woman, she has to prove her confidence when her husband appears to be a famous henchman when he comes. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Let's say it's recent. Okay. Not that recent, but recent. Mm. Hmm. Henchman, right? Okay. So when a farmer loves yeah. begins with a new woman, she yeah. has to prove her confidence when her husband appears to be a famous henchman when he comes. Yeah, what is this? The answer is yeah. A Million Ways to Die oh, in the West, starring oh. the, uh, Liam Neeson, yes. Seth MacFarlane, and Charlize uh, Theron. All right. Last one. We've talked about this before, but this is good. Everybody knows what this is. <laughs> the robot's work <laughs> creates the worst and fears of competitors not achieving in the adult playground. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Westworld. Andromeda's train. Westworld. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about going west. Robots. (laughs) (laughs) Many ways to die on the Oregon Trail. Please watch out. Uh, Yeah. Uh, San Francisco inventions and branding mavericks and, and cows. You can find our show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on our website, Good Job Brain. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.